two Sean Hannity show on this Friday, 800-941-SEAN on number. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, so closing arguments in the case of Kyle Rittenhouse. A uh, lot of evidence came out in this case. For example, the, the prosecution's star witness admitted on the stand under oath that he pointed a loaded gun at Kyle Rittenhouse before Kyle shot him. Then, of course, then we've got the instances, the video of pretty much a mob, a large group of people running after him. He's running as fast as he can. He gets trapped. His hat gets knocked off. He's down on the ground. The guy's about to put his his foot right into his face into the pavement. And then we get to the issue of, well, what does the law say? That if you feel that you are an imminent threat of death or or serious bodily harm, you have the right to defend yourself. It's really that simple. I, I noticed that uh, the trial judge requested applause on Veterans Day for veterans. Oh, how horrible. Why would anybody ever oppose that? You know, um, God save the court. So help me God. I assume I guess liberals want to take that out as well. Uh, the judge again yesterday scolding the prosecution. Here we go again. Listen. Uh, does real America's voice have any sort of um, political bias or agenda or anything like that and what is it it goes to the bias of the witness your honor uh, the bias in what respect i, I assume that people we uh, as i come at the beginning this is not a political trial that's an attorney that you uh, have out of madison what's the relevance of this well, your honor we've had a lot of questions about other what's people the relevance of this I would like to know why he felt the need to retain an attorney to provide video in this case. I think it goes to bias. I think it goes to credibility. It's been asked uh, think, other witnesses. Let's take the lunch break. He'd be an idiot if he didn't bring uh, a, a, a lawyer into the case. How stupid is this guy? You know, I do think he's probably trying to purposely get a mistrial in this case. I think the judge believes that as well. Um, we also had on the air last night Wendy Rittenhouse talking about Joe Biden defaming her son by calling him a white supremacist. Listen to this. When I saw what um, afterwards of the um, President Kennedy um, candidate um, debate, when I saw that, I was in shock. I was angry. President Biden don't know my son whatsoever and he's not a white supremacist he's not a racist and he did that for the votes and i was so angry for a while at him and what he did to my son he defamed him all right so we get closing arguments now we expect on monday the majority of updates today have been the sparring between the prosecution and the defense over the permissibility of lesser charges, the prosecution and defense teams met in Kenosha court on Friday, going up to earlier today, going over all of this. Uh, jury instructions will be the next battleground. Anyway, uh, here with their analysis of all of this, Greg Jarrett, Fox News contributor, and Leo 2.0 Terrell, civil liberties attorney, and a Fox News contributor also. Welcome, both of you. Um, I do not believe, I'll sit, state it right up front, between the eyewitness testimony the the video testimony which speaks for itself the testimony of the prosecution star witness i do not see 
a guilty verdict on any of these counts. But with that said, I don't guess what a jury's going to do. Juries have surprised me in the past. Leo 2.0 Terrell. Well, uh, first of all, Sean, great interview last night with Cal Rittenhouse. Mom, I saw the whole thing. Secondly, I, as a lawyer for 30 years, I don't want to guess the jury uh, what they might do. But I do believe that a, a first-degree conviction on these murders charges, I don't see happening. When you throw in Kyle Rittenhouse's testimony, he was tremendously credible. And I thought that they have raised a tremendous arch, affirmative defense of self-defense. I don't think the uh, prosecution has been able to knock that down. So I see reasonable doubt in all of these charges for first-degree murder. And that's why you see the prosecutor scrambling for these lesser-included charges. They're trying to hook him on something. If anything, it's going to be that misdemeanor gun charge, uh, which is a very, very weak charge. But that's the only one that I see the jury come back with. Greg Jarrett, as you look at the three individuals that were shot in this case, and the evidence presented against all three. What is your take in each instance? My take is justifiable uh, homicide. In other words, self-defense, and in, in which should lead to an acquittal. But it's always folly to try to predict what a, a jury is going to do because people perceive things differently. They may have perceived Rittenhouse differently than I did. I agree with Leo wholeheartedly. He struck me as credible and sincere and candid uh yeah he broke down uh but but i would too uh trying to relive the nightmare of that night in fear and about to die and and then of course he has to live for the rest of his life knowing that he took two lives himself but in self-defense so that's you know of course he broke down uh, you know, I, people like LeBron James and others who mock Rittenhouse uh, for that, James posted laughing emojis. There's nothing funny about this. not a joke. Two people were killed. An 18-year-old could spend decades behind bars. Where's the comedy, LeBron? I suspect he hadn't watched much of the trial. If he had, he wouldn't make such an incredibly stupid remark, but it's not the first time for LeBron. Uh, you know, I, I, Monday is going to be an important day. It's when the lawyers bring together, all, they marshal together all of the evidence and the witness testimony, and they try to make sense of it from their vantage point. And I think the, the defense has an advantage here because it was a parade of witnesses and videos and photos that support the argument that Rittenhouse was acting in self-defense. One of the main things, and I'll ask both of you the same question, that is also going to be discussed is... And this happens all the time. You have prosecutors, high-profile cases. Uh, we hear the term overcharge. In other words, now they're going to begin the process of trying to add new, lesser charges against Rittenhouse because they don't expect the verdict to come back their way, which is, if Alan Dershowitz's theory is right, Leo, um, they were purposely shooting for a mistrial. So we got the prosecution now wanting to bring in more options for the jury because they don't think they proved their case. The other issue that's hanging over the head of the prosecution is the possibility of a mistrial with prejudice based on the admonition of the judge, which was as severe as I've ever heard. Well, I'll tell you right now, uh, Sean, the the prosecution of a, a dismissal with prejudice is a strong possibility. Let me be very clear. And I think Greg would agree. This prosecutor violated so many ethical rules, constitutional rights of Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, as far as commenting on his silence on the fact that uh, he made reference to that fact in front 
of the jury. That's a very powerful violation. And then the guy doubles down and asks one of the witnesses, why did you need an attorney? Uh, why did you hire an attorney? It's the right to have counsel. You pointed that out. I think that the prosecution, they know. They know they're losing this case. And they are trying to get a mistrial, in my opinion. I think they may get the wrong type of mistrial because if the judge delivers a mistrial with prejudice, game over. They cannot retry this case. And I think personally, the defense, if I was the defense attorney, I want this case to go to the jury. I want a dismissal on those first, uh, first degree charges because I don't want to come back. I don't want to come back. Uh, well, listen, I, I, I do believe that's a strong possibility of mistrial with prejudice. I also believe that the prosecutor can be held in contempt and he might himself be facing uh, ethical. Oh, he should. Well, I agree with that, too. Um, but let me go back to Greg. I'll throw that to you. Th throw this to you. The prosecution now wants to add lesser charges against Rittenhouse. And what that mean it means is to me is they realize uh-oh, we didn't meet the standard that we would need to meet for the charges we we put up against him. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree with Leo. It's a sign of desperation. They know that their case has been an unmitigated disaster, not just their own stunning misconduct, but the misstep of uh, presenting witnesses uh, who only reinforced uh, the defense of self-defense. Um, you know, which invites the question, why did they bring the charges to begin with? The answer seems obvious to me, that they were bowing to public pressure and the woke mob fueled uh, by the false narrative uh, day in and day out by the liberal mainstream media, you know, who convicted uh, Rittenhouse in the court of public opinion. Uh, they didn't care about the evidence. They didn't care about the facts. Well, not, now, but now we got a point here. All these people, starting with Joe Biden on down, I have not seen any evidence that this kid is a white supremacist or has any racist views at all. It's slander. Okay, you know, so Joe Biden yeah. says it. Other people repeat it. The media right. mob repeats it. Um, they basically declare this guy guilty. They don't believe in due process or presumption of innocence. Right. They're saying all of this before one iota of evidence was ever brought up in the case. And they rush to judgment. And now here we have uh, Kenosha again, Chicago again, bracing for potential riots right. because an expectation was created by Hollywood, by Democrats, by the media mob that they were going to get one result without knowing anything about the case. Right. That's now, right. when, if it doesn't happen, and then there is, you know, unrest, I blame them. That's right. The, you, you know, the news organizations glamorize the rioting, the anarchy, the violence, yes. looting, vandalism, arson. Uh, and they did it under the guise of racial equity and social justice. And, and these so-called journalists cheered it all on, and when Rittenhouse dared to oppose the rioting and violence, the media treated him as enemy number one, calling him a domestic terrorist, a racist, a white supremacist. And Joe Biden did the same thing. He tweeted that Rittenhouse was a white supremacist. These are slanderous terms, Sean. That's not opinion protected under the First Amendment. These are assertions of fact that are verifiable as either true or untrue, so it's defamatory, and Rittenhouse should sue them all for defamation, including Joe Biden.
And I agree with what Greg just said 100%. There are a multitude of defamation lawsuits. Greg's exactly right. They rush to judgment to play to the narrative. And this is, again, the aftermath of the George Floyd case, trying to justify the riots and trying to hang this young man as a white supremacist. It's insulting and offensive. No, that's the whole thing here. And, and I tell you, the sad part is you can't undo the damage. You know, I'm not patting myself on the back, but I do make a point of telling this audience that, you know, all of us, we three, we were right for three years. We've been vindicated. There was uh, no Trump-Russia collusion. It was all a conspiracy theory, a hoax, a lie. Uh, you have two best-selling books, uh, Greg, on this. You know, there's a reason why I was right on Richard Jewell and the rest of the media wasn't. Uh, the same goes for Ferguson, Missouri. The same goes for Freddie Gray, Baltimore, Maryland. The same goes for UVA. The same goes for Duke Lacrosse, Cambridge Police. We're right time and time again. They're wrong every single time because they never learned the lesson and they're never held accountable. Greg. You know, the, the notions of due process and presumption of innocence that you hold dear, Sean, and constantly repeat, appropriately so, those are just antiquated notions to the mainstream media. They don't give a damn about that. Uh, and the media invariably gets it wrong. So when they convicted this guy in the court of public opinion, I knew immediately, you know, there's a pretty good chance this guy is innocent because, you know, the media says he's not. Uh, and, and so the media bears a large amount of responsibility uh, for pushing this false narrative. And, and I think that drove the decision by prosecutors to charge this case inappropriately. Well, overcharging, you got these politically ambitious prosecutors. It backfires. Um, do you believe, Leo 2.0 Terrell, that the judge is going to sanction this prosecutor? And, and do you believe that he's going to step in and declare a mistrial with prejudice? I, I really think that's a strong possibility. Well, I'll tell you right now, when you look at the constitutional violation, again, the, the, the post-silence, post-arrest silence, those are grounds for at least an ethical referral to the state bar of Wisconsin. He should do that automatically. You, when you, and Greg will agree, hopefully, or maybe disagree, when you take a case away from the jury, when you declare a mistrial with prejudice or dismiss a case with prejudice, you're taking the case away from the jury, and that's a very powerful decision being made by the judge but he has a factual basis to do so because he knows for a fact if he declares a mistrial there might be an issue as to whether or not it was the right decision so the well, judge, i don't know if he's going to do it we'll see thank you both greg jarrett and leo 2.0 terrell appreciate you being with us when we come back we'll hit the phones 800-941-SEAN on number you want to be a part of the program Fake news gives you lies. Hannity supplies the truth. Sean Hannity is on right now. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour this Friday. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. And as promised, we are getting to our busy telephones. Uh, we start with Tony. Tony's in Minnesota. Tony, hi. How are you? And glad you called, sir. Happy Friday. How you doing, Sean? My brother from another mother. <laughs> What's going on, my friend? How are you? Hey, uh, 
uh, I got some remedies to uh, keep our uh, uh, mainstream media accountable. But first of all, I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, I know you're talking to Kyle Rittenhouse to his mother last night and stuff. Is there any plans in the works for them to sue either Joe Biden or the mainstream media um, like Nicholas Sandman? I, if, if I was them, I absolutely would. Because remember, he, you know, Kyle's not a public figure. And right. it, they, they might say as a result of this case, he is. Um, but there's, there, there, I've never seen a single shred of any evidence whatsoever that suggests that any of these attacks, any of, you know, the, the, the names that they've been called are accurate. By the way, I, but look, I'll ne- we'll never know the amount of money that, that this Nicholas Sandman kid gets. He deserves every penny, but I could probably tell you this. He's never going to have to work a day in his life if he doesn't want to. You know, everything that was said about about both these guys, Sandman and Kyle Rittenhouse. You know, it's an amazing thing when you don't rush to judgment and when you allow for due process like we do on this program. It, it has served us so well. Now, do I think that anyone's ever going to write a, an article and say, how come Hannity always ends up being right? Um, it's not that I, I'm doing anything special except my job. And my job in Ferguson, Missouri, was to talk to people that were in power, sources of mine, that told me there were numerous eyewitnesses that backed uh, Officer Darren Wilson's account. My job in the case of uh, Duke Lacrosse, well, I actually spent the time to talk to the kids and the parents and, and, and others and I realized all this exculpatory evidence was going to come out. And it's it happens time and time and time again. You know, with all this talk, well, there might be rioting depending on what the, the result is and the verdict is. Why would that be? Because expectations were set by people that labeled him a white supremacist, labeled him a murderer. Uh, without any due process, any presumption of innocence and any evidence put forth. You know, look, I, I can't I don't like to go in the business of predicting what juries are going to do. I'd be very shocked if it's not if he doesn't get a not guilty across the board. Um, we'll see. Anyway, I appreciate the call, Tony. God bless you, man. Have a good weekend. Scott in Arkansas. Scott, hi. How are you? Thanks for uh, checking in with us. Happy Friday. Oh, happy Friday to you, too, Sean. Um I really appreciate you taking my call. Thank I'll you. Make it quick. <laughs> um, right now, I have a, a friend, a really close friend, that's um, fighting for his life with COVID. Right now, he's in a red state uh, with a fantastic governor, but they still have the blockage from the federal, uh, from the feds of treatment. All right, how and, uh, let me ask you this question: How long ago was your friend diagnosed? Um, I'm not sure. He he messaged me last week. That he had had the um, infusion on Monday, oh, that, and he had been in the hospital since Monday. Did, did, when you say the infusion, you mean monoclonal antibodies? Yes. Was he vaccinated or not vaccinated? I don't know that. Okay. Do you know how soon after diagnosis that he got the infusion? I uh, don't don't know that either. Do you know, so he what? Called, what he called me for prayer support. Well, let me ask you this uh, question: How bad? How bad is it? Is he in a hospital? You know what his oxygen he, levels uh, are? He's, he's been he yes they they are dipping below ninety and uh, they're, they're trying to keep him up. Um, he is in ICU and when we were trying to when they were trying to fight to get him um, treatments that were not FDA approved they they were blocked 
before he got on a respirator. Oh, on a respirator. Whoa, whoa, respirator or ventilator? Big difference. No, vent, ventilator. Ventilator. I'm so sorry. he's so he's on a vent. I'm not a doctor. He is. He has been. Um, I'm not. Listen, I'm not going to lie to you. Your friend's in deep trouble. Yes, I, I know that. We and, know and, that. And he needs prayer. He do, it definitely does. And you know, well, it's that's one of the things I was going to ask. I, I know that you're a believer. Yeah, <laughs> especially according to Phil Robertson. He's a he's a friend of mine. But uh, Phil's a good man. Anyway, yeah, the, the whole family. Uh, we they're just super. But anyway. Um, just in, indulge me that anybody that's a believer in listening to this show, um, please pray for Kevin. He definitely needs him. He's a super, super guy. Super. How man. how old is he? Um, he's about my age. I'm. I'll be sixty in in uh, the, January. The, does he have any pre-existing conditions? Is he overweight? Comorbidities? Uh, immune? Any compromised immune issues? It's hard for me to say. Somebody's overweight because. I pack on more weight than I should, but uh, everybody, he, so do I. Would be, he would probably be considered overweight. Look, I, I, I don't, I, I just don't know the. Machine. I can only tell you what I've seen anecdotally, and what what is going on. For example, and I had a long conversation with Ron DeSantis about the monoclonal antibody centers. The only thing I will right. tell people: vaxxed, unvaxxed. That debate, I think, is over. I think everybody's made up their mind. I don't think there's going to be any new convincing. Uh, you know, if Gene Simmons right. is scolding you publicly. It's not going to matter to people. They made up their minds. Right. So, but so I would, I will say this: vaxxed or unvaxxed, my my advice is immediately you must contact your doctor. Ask about monoclonal antibodies. What I have seen with older people, even with pre-existing conditions, vaxxed and unvaxxed, getting the infusion within 24 hours has worked every time that I know of, and I know of a lot of cases. I don't know. You're not am able to answer these questions, but, you know, um, I don't even want to give you the odds. I mean, once you're on a ventilator, it's it's it becomes a crapshoot. It's not. It's The odds are not in his well, favor, I, to be honest we, with you. I'm, we I'm, understand that. We, we, well, we, um, I hope everybody course, can pray for this your friend, and I wish him well. I don't want anybody to die. I, I lost friends what? from this thing, too. It's horrible. What happened to a right to try? That's one of the great things Trump put in at the very beginning. But I didn't know when um, either Biden blunted it or Fauci frauded it or what. Why are they not trying it with COVID? You know, I believe in the right to try. Donald Trump, I think, was was very smart to do that. I don't know what you mean, right to try what? What would you want to try? Right to try. Well, it, when, it, when he did right to try, it was way before COVID. Mm. And it was it was. It was the right to try whenever there's... Hey, listen, whenever, if I get a death sentence and basically, you know, they run out of therapy for, let's say I have a cancer, God forbid, and... That's what right to try And there's a, there's a like trial that, going like on. Yeah, if there's a trial going on, you know, on some medicine, I'm going to take the damn trial and I'm going to run with it. And, and no, and if they want to throw me in jail at that point in my life, I'm, I'm probably dead anyway. Um, anyway, we'll pray, pray for your friend, Scott. I'm very sorry and wish everybody the best. If you get this, and I'm not dispensing medical advice here. I've resisted it from the beginning. I'm not a doctor. I didn't go to medical school. If you get a positive COVID test, immediately, do not pass go, do not collect $200. Immediately call your doctor and ask an intelligent question. What about monoclonal antibodies? 
are they available to me? If you want another opinion, you can you can call any of the doctors that we've had on this show, for example, and get their opinion. Ask about any other therapeutics that they think might be helpful, but do it immediately. When the Henry Ford study came out on hydroxychloroquine, 84% effective in mitigating some symptoms when taken early. But by far, from what I see, the science that I read, monoclonal antibodies, that infusion uh, worked. And, and Ron DeSantis went over the numbers with me, and they were pretty staggering in terms of the success rate down in Florida. Again, ask your doctor, but don't wait five days. You know, the problem is if oh, my oxygen levels was 97, 98, and 96, whatever, uh, and then on day seven, eight, nine, or 10, it, they just dropped to 87. Well, by that time, the damage is done. You have to act fast, early, move. And and I'm saying to do it in conjunction with your doctor. I don't know a darn thing about anybody's medical history that's unique or your current medical condition. So, you know, most people, if I did a man on the street, ask people, what's monoclonal antibodies? I guarantee you nobody would know. But I want you, my audience, to know. That's why I say research. Take it seriously. And I'm not talking about putting on a lab coat and not opening your virology lab. I'm talking about reading all the material out there, opinions you agree with and disagree with. Uh, 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, Coleman is in Texas. What's up, Coleman? How are you? How are you doing today? I'm good, sir. Happy Friday. Yes, sir. I wanted to ask, what can be done to hold the media companies responsible for the garbage that they're spewing? Because what they're doing is no different from yelling bomb on an airplane or fire in a crowded movie theater. They're setting the stage for massive unrest if Kyle is found not guilty or if there's a mistrial. I'll tell you right now where my mind is. If, for example, open borders, process release, uh, disperse around the country, don't give a COVID test or a vaccine mandate, preferential treatment to illegal immigrants. If Americans get sick and die, I'd say the federal government has blood on its hands. People that die in Afghanistan that Joe Biden abandoned, John Androsik's song says it all, blood on his hands. And I would say the, the same thing holds for, you know, the, the media that create an expectation by not even knowing a shred of evidence, not offering any due process and creating this anticipation that this is a slam dunk guilty verdict for whatever high profile case it happens to be. They do a disservice to the entire country. And if people react to it because the expectation was not met that they created, I hold them accountable. Now, is that are they ever going to be held accountable? No. The media lied to us for four straight years about Trump Russia collusion. They even got Pulitzer Prizes for it. It's it's disgusting. It's repulsive. The best answer is don't watch it. Don't listen to it. You know, thankfully, there are still a few shows like this around. Thankfully, there's a few of us on Fox. Uh, not everybody on Fox agrees with Sean Hannity. Uh, I'm grateful that I have my hour, my voice, my say, and I'm given complete freedom to to do the show as I see fit with editorial control. Um, and I am a responsible broadcaster. Quick break, right back to the phones, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program.
back to our busy phones. Uh, Vicky, Louisiana. What's up, Vicky? Glad you called. Happy Friday. Same to you, hon. And I want to talk about uh, the comparison between these days and, and back when Jimmy Carter was president. Always been a conservative. I remember the trauma of the times, the uh, the inflation. I remember gas lines. I remember his failure with the um, the hostages in Iran. I remember all of that. And uh, the feeling that there was a dem- on the part of the Democrats to steal my future back then. Whatever future I have right now left to me, I feel that they're stealing it all over again. We're not going to. But, but you know what? All of us are not going to let it happen. And I'll tell you right now, you, you know, take heart um, and let not your heart be troubled, because I really believe I can feel it. I can sense it that the country has had it. The, the, we are now being told basically to lower our expectations and standards of what the United States should be. Americans are not taking it. That's what happened in Virginia. And that's what happened in New Jersey. And there's unless Joe Biden were to turn around and adopt the Trump policies on the economy, the Trump policies on energy, the Trump policies on the border, the Trump policies on foreign policy, um, which he's never going to do. It's going to only get worse. And by the time we get to Election Day now in less than a year from now, we are now going to have a chance to put this country right, right this ship and get this country back on the right track. Right now, what they're doing is is not working, and it's never going to work, Vicky. We need you. We need every friend you have. We need everybody listening to the show. It's all hands on deck. Everybody's deputized. You're, we're all spokes on a wheel, and we're going to save the country for our kids and grandkids. That's what we're going to do. How do you like that plan? I, I like it. It's as much as I intend to suit up and show up every you know, every election day I can. I have this feeling, though, that the other side has created new processes, I guess, in voting through, you know, ballot boxes and harvesting and, you know, no no voter ID or any of this stuff. And, you know, dead people voting. And I think they're going to do what their their rationale is that the means justifies the ends and they will do it. Any way they can, which is what's happening. I, right I got to let you go. But I'm but I've been telling everybody every state, make sure your state legislature adopts the measures I've been talking about. Voter ID, signature verification, chain of custody control, updated voter rolls. And, of course, uh, partisan observers watching the vote count up close and personal start to finish. If we do that. We have a fighting chance. Also, Republicans, you got to get over your resistance for mail in balloting and early voting. You just got to get over it. Democrats are killing us, uh, killing us on that front. Uh, 800-941-SHAWN if you want to be a part of the program. Quick break, right back.